catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey friends, this is Matthias Roberts, and you're listening to Chorology, a podcast on belief and being. This is episode 50. Chorology is one year old. Uh, last year at this time, I mean, technically it's the 30th, but the 29th Tuesday, whatever. Uh, last year at this time, I had just released the first ever episode of Chorology with Jennifer Knapp, and I was like constantly pressing the refresh button on my computer to see, like, is anyone going to actually listen to this thing? Um, and sure enough, like 300 people listened to it the first day. And I was like, hey, that's pretty good. Uh, and now thousands of people all over the world listen to Chorology every week. Uh, it is mind-blowing to me that we're here. Last week, I invited all of you to submit stories, to share uh, ways that Chorology has impacted you, to share about your favorite episodes, to share about who you are. Um, I've edited all of those together. We're going to get to those in a moment. Before we do that, I thought it would be fun to kind of look back on the last year of Chorology. I had no idea when I started editing this next piece that you're going to hear together that it would take 10 hours to edit. <laughs> I was progressively texting my friends, uh, canceling plans uh, all of uh, Memorial Day. And... <laughs> Um, but I got it done. Um, in the next five minutes, you are going to hear a clip from every single episode of Quirology. Uh So let's step back in time for a moment. Hey, friends. This is Matthias Roberts, and you're listening to Quirology, a podcast on belief and being. This is episode one. It's complete and utter bullshit if you think you're going to come out of the closet and everything's going to be great. No, you're only starting. If one queer person or POC person dies today, you cannot kill our community spirit. We are continuing. Our task is to use our intersections to figure out how they may have set us up to collude in someone else's oppression. Liberation is a is an affront to the logic of the norm. There's something about being present with who you are. You start to see what really does need to die. When I've met with students that would identify somewhere on the margins, it, it is astonishing just how grateful they are to simply be heard for the first time. You are lovable. You are not broken. Live your story. Live your song, regardless of what your identity is. I think God is saying like, whoa, hold on. Come here. I'm not against you. You just think I am. Grief takes a long time. 
grief doesn't go away. And like the fact that you're grieving something means that you care. We're trying to give people an introduction to what it means to get involved in the movement of, of what God is doing here and to understand oneself as having the capacity to participate in, in great social change. What will continue to shift this conversation is when we are unable to escape the stories of LGBT people um, being irreparably harmed from biotheology. I'm holding part of myself back. I don't know how helpful that would be to anybody. There are still people in those churches, there are still kids in those families who need us to be there for them. I never imagined a God could exist who would want me as I am. I can be both. I can be both transgender and Christian. I can be LGBT and Christian. Uh, we can and should be plugging in and questioning how the church has conducted itself. No one belongs here more than you, and this is about true belonging. See someone who is out and who is okay is such a big deal. That act alone is a radical thing. Breaking out of that small box that I had put God into has opened me up to such a broader view of God than I ever realized existed. Same-sex couples are bringing life back to marriage. In some ways, I think we're bringing God back to marriage. My experience definitely confirms that God will show up any and everywhere for the beloved, and we are the beloved. Bisexuality is a completely valid and beautiful orientation. I know who I am inside, and no, like, no one can take that away from me or change that. There's so many answers in our bodies, and I always want to encourage people, like it's there, it's already like within. As we tell our stories, it gives power and hope to people that don't realize that life can be that way. When I allowed myself to just be the question, the conversation and the relationship made so much more progress than when I stepped in to try and debate. And because it wasn't a part of my consciousness, it means that this person can't be like included at the table because I wasn't thinking about them. It says so much on our part when we can still remain strong and steadfast in who we are and whose we are. One of the things that the Christian church needs desperately, and everybody knows it, is to be authentic. You know, just know that people like me are with you. We might prefer it a little different, and it's like, okay, but that's what it is. So now, who are you going to be? It's not easy to take a part of yourself that you've said is bad, that everyone around you has said is bad, and to bring it in close and to say, I'm going to try to love this part, and God, I'm going to believe that you love this part too. And when we engage with scripture, we do walk away wounded because of the way others have used it against us, and yet we also walk away blessed. When you choose to like really like step into your queerness and really step into who you are as a person, who God made you to be, it's costly. If you're listening to this, I just want to let you know that God is in you and God is for you. And you have a purpose in this world. You have a gospel story that people are trying, that God wants to tell through you. Having that grace for yourself while also knowing that you may not get that from other people, that's terrifying. <laughs> so like, it's okay to be scared. Jesus looked out for people and supported people and surrounded himself by people who were often shoved to the margins. We can get so focused on that validation, it becomes an idolization, and that gets in the way of us doing what God has called us to do. Well, I am queer, and I would like to be accepted within my faith community. Everybody I've ever taught or encountered wants two things, to belong and to have a life or live a life that has meaning. I'm not, I'm not a mistake. My person, I am not a mistake. I am not ashamed. Oh, my goodness. Every time <laughs> I listen to that, I get teary-eyed. Um, I mean, not just not just teary-eyed. Like yesterday when I when I listened through that after I had finished editing it for the first time, I actually just 
like broke down sobbing like so many beautiful powerful voices um what a year it has been here on Quirology. um I can hardly believe it. My my big goal for this podcast when I started it was to keep it going for like 10 episodes. Like <laughs> I told myself if I was going to start a podcast, I couldn't just do one episode. I had to do at least 10 episodes. And and here we are. We're 50 episodes in. Queerology is made possible. And and I say this every week. It is made possible through people who support it on Patreon. And I am so grateful to everyone who supports Queerology on Patreon. Uh, Without you, I wouldn't be able to make this podcast. So thank you to each and every one of you, from from those of you who donate a dollar a month to those of you who donate much more than that a month. It is an honor uh, to do this work, and and thank you for partnering with me with that. Um, I am about halfway where I would like to be with funding uh, for Patreon. So um, if, if you've been considering maybe jumping on board, um, every dollar helps. Uh, really, all you have to do is go over to MatthiasRoberts.com slash support uh, or Patreon.com slash MatthiasRoberts. They'll both take you to the same place. Uh, but this episode is about you. Um, and we have a lot of stories here. So. Let's just go ahead and dive in. Hi, my name is Maddie, and I listen to Queerology in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I identify as a queer woman when I'm speaking with other queer and LGBTQIA plus persons. When I'm speaking with those outside the community, I'll simply say I'm a transgender woman or lesbian. My name is Logan, and my identity is a non-binary queer person. I listen from Calgary in Canada, and I consider Queerology to be my home church. My name is Reagan. I listen to Queerology from the South. I identify as a cisgendered bisexual woman, and Queerology genuinely has changed my life. My name is Marie, and I listen to Queerology in Bridgeport, Connecticut. I identify as either lesbian or queer, mostly queer these days. It's complicated because when I initially came out, I identified as a lesbian and I honor that identity and I honor the fact of its woman-centeredness. As I continued to grow, however, in my own identity, I knew myself to be attracted to people of different genders. And so the identity of queer feels more right to me now. Hi, I'm Emily. I'm from Memphis, Tennessee, uh, currently in Orlando, Florida for a job for few months or so. And that's where I listen from. Hi, my name is Spencer, and I listen to Queerology in Seattle, the greater Seattle metro area. Uh, I identify as a straight, white, cisgendered Christian man. So exactly the type of person you want to hear talk to you today. <laughs> Hi, my name is Angel, and I listen to Queerology in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. I currently identify as gay, but did not do so my whole life. Hi, I'm Robbie. I listen to Queerology in Allendale, Michigan, just outside of Grand Rapids. And more specifically, I listen on the Grand Valley State University's campus, usually during work. I identify as a gay, cisgendered white male. Hi, my name is Meredith, and I actually currently live in the Dominican Republic. My name is Kashif, and I listen from Nashville, Tennessee. I actually discovered Queerology while working at a small conservative Christian college in East Tennessee. 
I remember sitting at work one night and just happening upon Matthias's Facebook page and feeling such a profound anxiety because I knew that I was about to go through the deepest existential crisis of my life. Let me explain. When I first found Matthias's website and the podcast, I was not out, not even to myself. I did not believe that it was possible to be both gay and a Christian. Reading some of his blog posts and later listening to the podcast brought forth so many questions. My entire worldview was being deconstructed. I was pretty much alone in East Tennessee, but it was a comfort knowing that there were other people like me in the world. I remember driving back home to New York in my little white BMW and listening to the episode with Jennifer Knapp and weeping. Jennifer said this, I could no longer suffer them in regards to the relationships that had become toxic after coming out. And that statement was so relevant to my life. From this podcast, I have discovered a world of people who are trying to figure things out just like I am. Thank you for everything. I would like to keep my information anonymous. So I am a bisexual female, and I realized I was bisexual pretty late in the game. It was about two years ago. And... I was very evangelical, conservative Christian at the time. And so I would kind of describe it as struggling with homosexuality. And that's how I would talk about it. And then eventually I started to feel more comfortable with it. And I started to realize that it was just a part of my identity. So I would say I'm attracted to both men and women. I would never actually say I'm bisexual because that kind of left it open that my conservative Christian friends could interpret that as, oh, she struggles with this. And then my non-Christian friends could interpret it as, oh, she's bisexual. So then I started going through deconstruction of my faith and I was just trying to figure out, you know, my creed and my liturgy. What do I believe in my faith? And so I started listening to a whole bunch of different faith-organized podcasts. And that's kind of how I found Chorology. And the episode with Rosemary Jones was just so important for me because I never truly identified as bisexual um, or I never talked about it. And and I would think to myself like, oh, I should come out or um, yeah, that I should make a big deal about it. And then I would kind of shut myself down and say like, no, you're just asking for attention or no, you're just trying to make a big deal. It doesn't really matter because I'm married to a man. So I fit into these heteronormative guidelines that society has laid for me. So I don't really need to come out. It doesn't really matter. Um, But Rosemary Jones just talked about how, you know, it does matter. It's a part of your identity. You know, who cares who you're married to or who you're dating at the time? Like, Your sexuality is part of your identity and it's okay to talk about it and it matters. And that was just so important to me. And it just sparked more comfort with my identity and started more conversations with my husband and my family, my friends. And just, yeah, just made me feel like I am a part of the LGBT community, which I never acknowledged before, but I do have an identity and it is important and it does matter. And it really was very life-changing. So thank you. Moving through my last year of high school, now just graduating, going to college in the fall, those were all incredibly huge changes in my life, but also being closeted is super hard. (laughs) 
Um, so seeing all these incredible queer people, especially the places that hit the close to me were the queer women just living their lives and especially holding on to their faith while doing that. I know in the South, like growing up in a very religious family, it's been really hard and kind of painful to come back to faith and come back to religion. But seeing these queer people kind of reclaim it has been incredible. I definitely think the episodes that have impacted me the most are um, Beans and Sammy. I love them so much. They're so sweet. And it's really lovely to see their relationship grow with each other. And also Alec Cheese and... Um, Tori Hornis, as I'm hoping I'm saying her name right, but all those episodes, every single one of them genuinely has touched me. So thank you so much. You could say that my faith has helped to form my identity and that my faith has felt like the rocks on which my identity has been battered again and again until the ship was strong enough to stare away and sail out into the open ocean. At least that's how it used to feel. My family was formed and deeply rooted in the church, and because of that, my entire existence has felt like a series of compromises between those roots and who I wanted to branch out to become. I was the oldest of three daughters, born to a good man who never wanted children and didn't know what to do with him. But I was his little buddy, happy to take along to shop for power tools or help him set up for church. That was at least until I overheard him telling my aunt that he thought he was perverting me. I was considering myself too much his little man. So we compromised, and instead I stayed in the kitchen, arranging the platters of fruit with my aunts for after-church picnic, while the real boys got to help my dad. Later, when I was 16, I went off to the mission field, because I had read a statistic that said women who go to the mission field tend to stay single, and my biggest fear was falling in love, especially since I was more and more sure I'd be with someone of the same gender. This compromise was that I'd go and serve God, and God would remove the desires from me. Needless to say, I came back five years later with a broken heart, a defeated spirit, and a sense that the world of missions that I ran to might just be more problematic than the queerness I was running from. My new compromise was that I'd be washed in waiting, the side B-way. But of course, I got so sick with the anxiety and the constant guarding myself. It led to a darkness that I couldn't get away from. So, instead, I compromised the other way. I abandoned my faith. I made a home out of my rage, and soon I was living in a place that I didn't recognize. I sold my Bible and said that if God couldn't handle my queerness, then my queerness was the piece of me I wanted to take forward. That was the place I was in when I found Chorology. As I listened to the stories of God's blessing the lives and ministries of queer and Christian people, the hardness in my heart began to soften. I found myself saying, surely these people are saved. It is the place where I come to hear truth that contradicts the negative thoughts in my head. It's the place where I hear new ideas and am encouraged and challenged. It draws me closer to God. It is a podcast for the unconsoled, and I am extremely grateful for it. Happy one year anniversary. I'd like to remain anonymous. One of my favorite things about Queerology is that it's showing me how many wonderful queer people with really good lives are out there. Growing up in a conservative environment and only just beginning my own journey of figuring out my sexuality, I've experienced so much fear. Before discovering this podcast, I spent many nights full of anxiety. I wondered how my life could be good when I knew my parents wouldn't easily be accepting of this. I'd heard and seen so many awful things done 
And honestly, I just didn't know any queer couples. As much as I desired to find somebody someday, I didn't know how to really imagine that. When I first stumbled across Queerology, I thought, no way, this can't be real, this is amazing. And throughout my journey so far, this podcast has shown me that it is possible to have a really beautiful life while fully being myself. I've even learned that I'm not the only person to realize that I wasn't straight halfway through my 20s. (laughs) Thanks, Alex and Tori. There are still a lot of unknown things and really scary things along the way. Some days I think a good word to describe the fear is terror, but it has been incredibly helpful to have these stories each week. I get to hear from people's lives who are doing amazing things and have joy, and it's beautiful. They bring a hope that speaks softly when I'm afraid. And for that, I'm incredibly thankful. Queerology was such a cool discovery for me. Uh, I think one day I just typed in gay Christian into Spotify and up it popped and I started listening. Um, And it made me think about a lot of things. And uh, I was involved in a few Christian organizations on this campus. And so it made me take a serious look and realize that, you know, um, them, like many churches, really aren't serving their queer students, even if they are, you know, side B accepting uh, of queer people. Um, And so it made me think, what can I do about that? And that's when I started really realizing, um, you know, that I think I have a uh, calling to work in ministry, at least ministering to uh, other queer Christian students. Um, And so I started looking for uh, resources. And I mean, it all started from this podcast. And uh, now, because of that um, spurring from this podcast, I uh, am going to be in a leadership position in an organization called Campus Ministries. And I'm hoping I can be like, hey, I'm here. I'm gay. Lightning hasn't struck me. I think we're safe. And then I'm also hoping that by being in a position in Campus Ministries that I can have more serious conversations with Ben, uh, the head pastor, and other pastors to try and get them to a place where they don't just accept queer sexualities and identities, but actually serve um, their queer students in more than one-on-one conversations, which just prolong isolation. Even in my early 20s, I never saw being gay as an option. All I ever knew is that it was wrong, not of God, and a sin. I buried those desires as deep as I could and just tried to do the right thing. I even had a stint with Exodus International, the ex-gay ministry. Long story short, I married straight when I was 32. Fast forward to 2016, 12 years later. I have two kids and I'm a staff pastor at a church that I have attended for over 19 years that unequivocally believes that homosexuality is a sin. My marriage is struggling. My relationship with God, myself, and others is surface, to say the least. At church, I'm the office manager, and I'm over the spiritual transformation team, working with various people through emotional issues, etc. One of my favorite sayings was, and still is, the love of God is all we need to be transformed. If we trust the love of God, there's nothing too big that cannot heal or help us overcome. I began to feel like a hypocrite with that saying, and that I was betraying everyone, my husband, the congregation, my pastors. And in 2016, I had also come across the apology by Alan Chambers of Exodus International. And I just wept. I wept because I felt betrayed by them. And so in early 2016, I decided to come out and be honest and ended up losing my job as office manager my license to pastor, and was asked to leave the church by the end of 2016, I was divorced. I felt alone, broken, 
and scared. I can't remember how I was introduced to chronology, but it came at a time when I needed to know that there were others like me. Listening to this pod- podcast weekly reassured me that I was not alone, that there are others like me, gay and Christian, and that there's nothing wrong with me. Because of chronology, I had the strength to continue and to look for others like me. I'm on the other side of that story, thankfully, and gladly take this opportunity to say thank you to chronology. I grew up in typical evangelical um, middle America, and um, I understood um, that what I did with my body could either make God very angry or could make very God very happy. And, um, and it started a war both in internally and externally with um, who I was and uh, who I could love. And I never even really gave myself space to think that I could um, be in relationship with anyone else other than in a heterosexual relationship. Um, but uh, life has an interesting way of throwing you curveballs. And I fell in love. And um, and that relationship has given me the um, encouragement to sort of uh, question whether or not any of those beliefs about what God really wanted and what was a reasonable way to ask for the rest of the world to behave, um, if that was even a right way to read scripture. And um, so... It is through love that I've discovered a greater love of God. And in this time of questioning and asking, um, I discovered queerology and I found um, great encouragement. I found a place where there were voices that were like mine and there were voices very unlike mine, but that they could show me a common um, direction towards God's great love for us. And um, and I'm just... Uh, I'm very encouraged by the things I listen to, and um, I'm thankful for the language and for the encouragement for this journey that I am entering. And um, thank you for what you're doing with us. It's really important. Keep doing what you do. I grew up in church. I went to private school and college. I majored in biblical studies. And the entire time, I desperately wanted to please God, so much so that I made my identity, who I was, a vessel of God. Every good thing I did was God. Every bad thing I did was me. I was evil. I was just a puppet for Jesus. Angst for my faith combined with the continuous discomfort I was just now discovering in my body and mind led to anxiety attacks, job loss, soul searching, and eventually the complete abandonment of my faith. I was a closet atheist. I didn't tell anyone. I just kept continuing to work in Christian circles. But I had to figure out who I was and what was wrong with me. I lost my faith because of evolution, doubt, and other common reasons, but I didn't know who I was once all of that was stripped down. In this dark period, a therapist asked me, who are you not as a Christian? Or who are you outside of Jesus? And I paused and I heard a whisper in my mind or my heart that said, a girl. And the light flipped on in my mind. My entire history flashed before me. Every struggle with my body, every angst I had in my mind, everything made sense in this new revelation. So I started searching and reading with pure abandon. I went through therapy, transition, figuring out our family, all with a purposeful sense of searching for me. Once I found her, I came out. And now because of Twitter, because of chorology and other podcasts, I'm starting to figure out how God fits in with my life again. I left God so I could find myself, and now I'm starting to find her again. What chorology has done for me and what chorology means to me. I started listening to it when I started coming out. I had already done some research and was starting to come out to friends and 
but also felt really alone. Um, I didn't know many other queer people of faith in my life. And I had this podcast saved on my Spotify and decided to give it a shot. And I fell in love with it. It was, I, it was like a, a nourishment to my soul, um, my starving and dehydrated soul. It was what I needed. And it's just been this beautiful, beautiful thing in my life and life-giving and exciting. And I not only has it made me feel not alone, and not only has it helped me build my online queer community, it has taught me so many things about areas that I need to grow in um, with the intersectionality of identity and human beings. um, I have come to really realize that I have so much that I need to learn and I need to be honest with myself and check myself when I'm being ignorant or um, whatever. So it's just been an all around wonderful thing for me to start to know that you're not alone and to hear other people's stories and know that they've gotten through through it and that they've they've have wisdom to share and that you have this community that is for you and it's really really brought my relationship with holy spirit so much closer and it's just been this beautiful thing in my life Queerology has helped me learn i mean that's really in a basic sense um but to to really expand my my interpretation of certain scriptures, my understanding of the world, hearing people that are not like me talk and share their stories and talk about the way they see things is, you know, been so incredibly helpful. It's also just given me space to to confront certain, you know, gender and sexuality things in my life, my own life. It's it's that that space I can come to hear other people talk about those things to question, you know, my gender expression or my sexuality and coming, you know, being okay maybe with feeling attracted to certain things that in the past would have freaked me out and, you know, being more comfortable and like actually wearing makeup and stuff like that and like places that I had kind of been at a few years ago and then being given the space here on Queerology to listen and to just not feel judged, you know, by in that way so that oh hey like you're not like a weird person if as like a man that presents as a man to wear eyeshadow or something like that and like that's you know haven't made haven't made the break into the public public wearing of that but feeling not guilty about doing it in my own room or being attracted to certain things that like maybe being attracted to not just women but possibly other things and like how does that look like for me um so yeah that's that's why I love Chorology. Hi, my name is Steffi, and I listen to Chorology from East Palo Alto, California. I identify as a queer, cisgender, Puerto Rican woman, and my faith has been um, a huge part of my life for, for basically since I was like zero years old. And uh, really appreciate Chorology as a part of, of kind of my story and uh, beginning to really understand my belovedness and uh, the fact that I have a seat at the table and that I can have a seat at the table. Um, so thank you, Chorology. Uh, thank you for speaking life into people that need it and uh, really appreciate all that you do. Bye. And there you go, the one-year anniversary episode of Quirology. Thank you all for listening over this last year and for helping make Quirology what it is. 
You can find Chorology on Twitter and Instagram at ChorologyPod, or you can tweet me directly at Matthias Roberts. Chorology is produced with support from Natalie England, Tim Schrader, Christian Hayes, and other Patreon supporters. To find out how you can help support Chorology, head over to MatthiasRoberts.com support. A really easy way to help support Chorology is by leaving a rating and a review. Do that right in your podcast app or head over to MatthiasRoberts.com review and it'll take you right there. As always, I'd love to hear from you. If you have ideas of what you want to hear on the podcast or just want to say hi, reach out. I'll get back to you. And until next week, y'all, bye! When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.